0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile.
2: Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
1: 15 minutes away from another biggest fan name being read and qualifying someone for the Odyssey Sweet Night at a Padres game. We'll also have Rolling Stones tickets to give away this hour as well. So big final hour of Ben and Woods coming up, but we kick it off by welcoming back to the show one of our good friends from madfriars.com. They cover everything uh, Padres in the minor leagues. Kevin Charity is back with us here on ninety-seven-three. The Fan. Kevin, happy holidays. It's good to hear from you here on ninety-seven-three. The Fan again.
3: For sure. It's good to be back. Happy holidays to you guys as well.
1: Happy holidays, pal. It's been a while. You know,
3: and, and Casey,
4: me and you have talked about this over the many, many years that we've chatted on the radio. You know, I'm always the guy that says, hey, let's get focused on the the major league team. Even me, after watching last year's debacle and then watching watching the Texas Rangers you know we always do this we look at the the team that won the world series and we go wow we got to do it like they do right like, like that copycat exactly. league it, which is all pro sports but I'm watching them, and I'm like, man, Josh Young and Evan Carter and all these guys that they're bringing up. Not like they didn't go out and spend a ton of money, but now, Kevin, now you got me back like five years ago. Now I'm interested again in in, in the guys that we have. Uh, I think AJ's done a good job at rebuilding. I know you've got your top 30 list uh, coming out today or tomorrow. Tell us a little bit about a few of the guys on there that you're excited about.
3: Yeah, I think the 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 list obviously starts with like the, the consensus top two players in there system which is ethan solace and, and jackson merrill i don't think you're going to find any list that doesn't have the one two i think with solace um the thing that just is exciting about him is the fact that he's a left-handed catcher that's 17 that holds his own has power potential um you know makeup off the charts uh you know you can make the argument that maybe a being at double A at seventeen, maybe maybe it was a bit rushed. That's but. what I wanted to
4: ask you. That was my spicy Salas question for you. Was did that was that the right move by the San Diego Padres last year, rushing him along like that?
3: Um, you know, it, it's questionable. I think the thing that made it kind of weird for me is if you look at the way that they were using him in Lake Elsinore. Uh, it, it really felt like they were easing him into it. He actually DH more in Elsinore than he did than he caught. He DH 26 times, caught 22. What they would do is six games in a week, he'd catch, you know, two, at DH three, and then have a day off. So it really felt like they were easing him into things and kind of like just taking this methodical approach. And then, you know, he had a really good month of July and, and, and like Elsinore after kind of a substandard June, he just, you know, 17, you have to remember that and... <laughs> you know, he, then he gets promoted and he's in Fort Wayne for nine games and then he goes to San Antonio. So it just felt like it was a whirlwind. I personally think that it probably would have been better to bring him on a little bit slower, but they obviously saw something behind the scenes that, you know, that maybe the numbers aren't telling us that necessitated that. And I think, you know, you have to kind of defer to their expertise. Uh, they know their player better than anybody. And so I think, you know, from the outside looking in, yeah, I, I definitely felt like it's rushed, but I'm sure if you talk to their development guys that they could give you the reasons why they did that, and it would make a lot more sense than what I'm saying.
1: Well, I think part of it is, and, and A.J. did talk about this, it, you, you, we look at the reasons like, is this player ready for promotion? Has he done enough? Is he ready to take the next step? It seems as though the Padres have a plan in place, that they want to get all of or the majority of their top prospects together for a bit of a longer run. And they just decided, okay, double-A is probably the best compromise location right now to get the, like they call it their core, essentially, together mm-hmm. and coming up and developing more of a team, you know, some com- camaraderie, you know, as they come up through the big leagues that they believe, Kevin, will pay off, you know, hopefully on the big league level in, in you know, two or three years when all these guys are coming up together and they're not, you know, they're more comfortable with each other already because they played together for longer.
3: Yeah, I mean, you you can make that argument. You know, the the kind of me playing devil's advocate with that would be like they did that in 2016 or whatever it was when they had the uh, the core four in late or uh, in an uh, El Paso with Renfro and Swai and all those guys, and that didn't work out. <laughs> Obviously, these guys I would say are more talented. Um, so I definitely think you can make that argument. You know, Mural Solace, you know, even some of the other guys down that roster. There's a lot of talent in that Double A roster. Where when the season started, the Double A you know, we, we kind of call it the island of misfit toys because the A roster was legitimately 27-, 28-year-old guys. They may even have a couple of 30-year-olds. It was just full of minor league veterans because all the talent was in Lake Elsinore and Fort Lane. And obviously, as the season progressed, you saw a lot of players really break out. And by Double A at the end of the year was the, the team to watch. If you're going to watch one game in the system, you know, on the, the MLB app, uh double A would have been it. So I think, you know, with the talent they have, I would definitely say the talent that they have at that level far supersedes what they had in El Paso, you know, a few years ago when we were we were kind of building that up.
4: Talking to our pal Kevin Charity from Mad Friars. Kevin, in your opinion, are there viable pitching options in our system for twenty twenty four?
3: Um yes, with an asterisk, I would say that the majority so I feel like, you know, we had a similar conversation this last year, and I would say, yeah, there's nothing in the upper minors. Yeah. Um, one year later, there's a there's actually uh, – there's a lot to be positive about. The issue is, in my opinion, is it's not going to be ready until maybe the middle of 24. But you kind of look at the double-A the roster that they had at the end of the season, and that, to me it's headlined by Robbie Snelling, um, who in your wildest, most optimistic expectations – I don't think anybody thought that he would hit double A and pitch as well as he had, but I'm um, just remarkably consistent. Um, you know, when he was with Lake Elsinore, he started, um, and he got 11 straight starts where he, had, where he pitched five innings. And at that level with his age of being 19, what that tells you is he's efficient. Uh, he doesn't miss with his pitches and, you know, he, he gets guys out. He can strike guys out. Um, he's one I'm really excited about. He's really young. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to be ready at the start, but then you have, Jairo Iriarte, who pitched really well in, in Fort Wayne last year, who's on the forty man now. So he's obviously becomes an immediate candidate. And then you go down, you have Ryan Burger, as a like a mid round draft pick a few years ago who pitched really well. Um I Adam Mazer, second round pick, pitched really well down the stretch. Um and if you want to go even down, there's a few other guys. But I think the depth at that level is way better than it was this time last year, and I think if I think a lot of those guys can contribute in 24. I just don't know if it's going to be on opening day, which obviously that's the concern. But I think that if guys go down in June, July, I do think, you know, barring trades, they have some really legitimate options um, in the upper miners.
1: Just slap an ing and the end of Blake Snell's jerseys, and boom, you've replaced a Cy yeah, Young winner left, right there. ING, that's all it takes, uh, talking to Kevin Charity. So throw out Ethan Salas and the the draft picks from last year, Dylan Head and, and Homer Bush Jr., who weren't in the system. Who is the biggest riser from 2022 this time of year to 2023? The guy that wasn't on our radar or was really low and has emerged over the last year in the Padres minor league system.
3: Um, There's two players that stand out to me. Um, One of them is uh, Jacob Marcy, who's an outfielder. Um, Can play center field without having elite speed. He gets great jumps. I I personally think he might be better in left, um, given the fact that he's not a burner and doesn't have a great arm. But uh, he went to the Arizona Fall League and won the MVP. Um, It could be nothing because a lot of guys who have won that award um, haven't panned out. But, you know, past winners of that award include Ronald Acuna Jr. and Nolan Arenado. Not saying that he's that type of player, but um, you know he hit he had an OPS of 1200 in the Arizona Fall League. Um, he hit 16 homers, got really aggressive in the second half, and just started you know raking. 98 walks. Um, he stole I think close to 50 bases. Just a complete table setter at the top of the lineup. Great eye at the plate. Um, he's someone that with a big spring, I mean, it wouldn't it be crazy to see him crack the big league roster. I think he's that good. And then Graham Polly, who's an infielder, second baseman, third baseman, can play a little outfield, um, kind of like a just a guy with good bat-to-ball skills. You saw him in Lake Elsinore last year, and then a little bit this year. Then he went to Fort Wayne, made some changes in the swing, and hit 16 home runs in 46 games, and basically necessitated a promotion to Double A just because he was too good for that level. Then he goes to Double A and puts up a 141 OPS with a 14 you know percent K rate. Um, he's and then he added five more homers in the years than a fall league. So those two players are both on the cusp of big league um, eligibility or big, you know, being ready for big leagues. You know, you got some, you know, left handed swing and sticks out there. Um, Graham Pauly can play all over. Jacob Marcy can probably play all three outfield positions. Um, I think it's not crazy to think that both of those guys will be big league ready by next year. And both of
4: those guys 23 years old, right?
3: Yeah, so both of them were draft picks in 2022. Um yeah, they're both college, you know, college juniors and so yeah, they're still really young and they're both um, you know, I mean they're really close to being ready if they're not already. Let me do
1: the reverse as well cuz the news isn't always all good. Who was uh, kind of the biggest dropper? Like who didn't live up to their potential over this last year and has fallen in the rankings?
3: Uh for me, um and I and I still like him quite a bit, but for I had uh, pitcher v- Victor Lizaraga last year I ranked him third um, in the system he's probably more in like the mid-teens um, he just didn't have a great year in Fort Wayne I-, I kind of expected his you know for him to maybe take another step forward with a little bit more velocity and it really wasn't there um, he pitched a lot better in the um, in the second half of the season particularly down the stretch with the pin Caps. But I expected you know, he showed really good like mid you know, mid rotation potential in Lake Elsinore. Um is a really cerebral guy, really smart guy. Um he just didn't really take the the leap forward that I thought he would. Um so he's one guy that I think is looking for a bounce back next uh next year for sure. Um I wouldn't be surprising if he repeats that level. Um he's really you know, outside of him, I mean there really wasn't anybody that, you know, you know, Eggy Rosario had some injury problems, but he, you know, ended the year in the big league roster. So I think those two guys are probably looking for, for some big bounce-back opportunities. But I think all in all, you know, outside of some injuries, I think everybody, you know, in the top half of the farm system that was in the lower levels of the minors really took a step forward last year uh, or this year. And this year is honestly one of the more encouraging years I've seen in the farm system in a while, which is great for a team that supposedly gutted the system last year I think it's in a lot better shape twelve months later.
4: Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Think about it like that. Uh, talking to our pal Kevin Charity from Mad Friar. So Jackson Merrill, Paulie, and I had a chance to run into him last week before the uh, Mike Schilt press conference. Great kid, super nice dude. Um, you know, it, it's not uncommon to see a team try a young athletic player like Jackson Merrill at other positions it certainly lends to you know the speculation that well there's not going to be a spot for you at shortstop Jackson I know Jackson is a shortstop and wants to play shortstop he's on the wrong team Kevin so do you do you foresee him still being a member of the Padres organization opening day this year no matter what level he's at do you think or is he trade bait this offseason?
3: I think either scenario is plausible because it's, I think if they trade him, it's not because he doesn't have a place to play or that they're down on him. I just think he's a really good player. And I think when you have, you know, what three infielders signed for at least six more years, yeah. there's obviously limited spots for him. Um, you know, he's played a little bit of the outfield, not, not, a, not a ton, but he's certainly athletic enough to pick it up. Um, You know, I I think he's got a chance to be a a, a, a good solid player. My my concern with him would be is like that he doesn't walk a lot. And so he's only walked in about seven, 8% of his plate appearances last year, which is below average. The concern with that is when he's not hitting for a ton of power, if he's not hitting for a higher average, it's going to be really hard for him to put up, you know, solid offensive numbers without power, you know, without one or the other. And, but he's 20 years old. So, or 21 years old. So I think there's not a concern, but I think, if there's a right guy and you can get a controllable arm that's not going to cost you, you know, if mid-rotation guys now are $12, 13000000 obviously with the payroll crunch that we think may or may not be happening, um, he's someone that I think would bring could bring back a really good arm. But I, I don't think there's a scenario where they trade him just to free up spots or because yeah. they, they, he's blocked. they have to. How do, do? you yeah, I mean, do, do at those other positions? You know, it it's it's really hard to say. I I think in the outfield I didn't see anything that like stood out where it's like, Oh my gosh, like he, he can't handle it. I, I think he could fly to second really easily. Um I think he's you know, he can play left field pretty easily as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean maybe, you know, he's six three, so maybe, you know, he takes um you know, some some groundwork at, at first base and tries to do it that way. But I think if he can hit like the way we think that he can, I, I think they'll they'll find a position for him. I don't think that there's a, a scenario, but if you're looking at their prospects and you're looking at depth, I think he makes, in, in terms of like what he would bring back and the positions they have covered at the big league level, I think he's probably the best candidate to maximize his value, in my opinion.
1: And last thing for me, Kevin, I uh, mentioned him quickly earlier. It's so hard to tell because the draft isn't even until July now, but early returns – on the Padres twenty twenty three draft picks, Head, Bush and the like.
3: Yeah, I yeah. think um I didn't name I didn't them. them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tap that on that one. But um God. Dylan Head, I think I didn't we didn't really get a lot to see, a, a long look at him, but athletic guy um that has really again solid contact skills. Um he got to Lake Elsner at the end of the year, you know, high school kid, you know, playing in I believe he's in the, the suburbs of Chicago a couple months before that. So it's hard to make out a lot of him. Homer Bush Jr. is actually, like, one of my favorite players in the system. Um, I, I love watching him just because he's he's 6'3". I mean, he didn't hit for a lot of power, but he's, like, 6'3", 200, and you can look at him and kind of see that if this guy gets a little bit stronger, um, the ball can jump off his bat, and he showed a little bit more power than I than I thought he would. Uh, when I saw him in Lake Elsinore, but his speed and just the way he can play the outfield, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, he's someone that wouldn't surprise me if you know if he can get to like ten to fifteen home run power with his the way that he can fly. I think he's someone to me that is this time next year could be close to a top one hundred prospect with his with his, with his athleticism.
1: Kevin, good stuff. Uh, keep an eye out at madfriars.com for all their minor league Padres content. Uh, appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank
3: you, brother. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having, thanks for having me.
1: Kevin Charity, Madfriars. Cheater uh, he's Ben thinks he's slick. Yeah. Believe me, I do not think I'm slick. You do. You he, he did. I didn't he did. name he to me Those for Those are approval. the main guys. Head, Bush
4: and the like,
1: he that's, says. That's their names. Dylan Head, Homer Bush. They were the top what, bush, two drafts. Bush, 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 bush Top bush, two draft bush. picks of the Padres this year. It's a legitimate Remember question. When we
4: thought they were doing bits because it was like head Bush Dong, like like ball gag or something. Weiner, yeah, I was like Thomas Weiner. Really, you drafted that guy? It was like they're really they're really doing bits and just laughing in the room. He's got the creepiest All completely face. Completely Yeah, just Wilcox, yeah, Wilcox. Is this guy's name Eric Butthole. Right, take him. He's not even a player. Let's take him.
5: Nine right, fifteen, uh,
4: it is time
1: to read our biggest fan <laughs> of the day name. If you hear your name called, you'll have ten minutes to call us back, eight three three-two eight eight-zero ninety seven three. If you do, you will be qualifying for our grand prize. Twenty tickets to a twenty twenty four Pondres game in the Odyssey suite. Watch with all your friends, all the fans hosts. To get your name called, you have to register. You have to go to 973 com slash biggest fan to get your name. And today's name, Sural Yegin from Chula Vista. Sural, S-U-R-A-L, Yegin, Y-E-G-I-N, from Chula Vista. You're on the clock, 833-288-0973. We'll keep an eye on the phones. Call now and get into the uh, final grand prize drawing. The great Daniel Jeremiah is in our chat, That's and
4: he's incredible. just dropped this one on us. Try try keeping your cool on live draft coverage when these picks come off. Beavers,
1: Bush, and Smallwood.
4: (laughs) We are all. Well, he's
1: on NFL draft coverage. I know. We are all
4: twelve years old in perpetuity, man. Bush, head, and the like. He says, and it looks to me for a nod.
1: I actually said it, then heard it coming out of my mouth and looked at you knowing I was going to wear that <laughs> coming up after that. Our biggest fan contest is brought to you by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com. We'll be right back. We still have a Rindle report to go. Check the traffic and more Bennett Woods on the way on ninety seven three The Fan.
6: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Today is Giving Tuesday, Woods. Yesterday was Cyber Monday. How much will
4: you be giving? today? Local,
1: what is it? Local business Saturday. Small business. Saturday. Small business Saturday had obviously Black Friday. Now it's Giving Tuesday. How much are you giving? Well, today so is um, a big one at Channel Ten, actually. I'm using our platform. Oh, to...
4: the old platform usage.
1: Hey, <laughs> and that's our counts. month of a million meals campaign with feeding San Diego. Have our big phone bank day. Uh, Mark Loretta will be among the oh, yes. guys coming into our uh, our 10 News studios to answer phones and take the old, the old telethon that's donation amazing. bit. I love Mark Loretta it's his, so much. It's his class. He goes back to the He's old. The goat. But the Sorry. Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy yeah. days where you get celebrities answering the phone. You may call in tonight. Mark Loretta may answer the phone and take your donation. We'll have other uh, you know, local celebs manning phone lines it's as weird. well this I, evening.
4: I didn't, well, wasn't asked. Again, strange. And we, we
1: work together. <clears throat> Would you like... I'm sure we can make a phone available for you if you'd like to come in tonight. He would have gone if you asked me. Yeah, had you asked me. me. I don't
4: want to be the... I never want to be somebody's
1: afterthought. I wasn't asked by anyone to to do any recruiting. So maybe I felt like maybe they're... Their list was full for this year. I would I have if they, if they had said, "Ben, we need you to come up with three celebs to come in." You're the first one I'm asking. For, trust me. Yellow it's <laughs> Wilson. Paul's right next to me. Get out of you. <laughs> guy who looks like you in Dallas will yeah. be sitting right next to you, answering the phone as well, doing all your mannerisms <laughs> right next to you. Um, but hey, if you can tune in tonight, we'll have the ongoing uh, the telethon and the phone banks, and we'll be live at the the feeding San Diego food bank today as well just uh you know it's it, all it takes is a dollar and they can they can like stretch that with like leftover foods from restaurants and everything into four meals for every dollar pretty for families uh in san diego so it's really great we call it a month of a million meals because you can raise like a quarter of a million that's a million meals right there and we've blown past that like two three million meals last couple of years and, and it goes on through the rest of the month but today is our big day our phone bank day on giving tuesday okay so, you,
4: so they're going to use Your, their yes. their platform. Yeah. What are you, Ben Higgins, San Diegan, doing? I am... Um, you're going to... Are you answering phones?
1: I don't think I'm answering phones. You're working. No, I'm working. Are you going to be yeah.
4: doing the actual, like, Hi,
1: San Diego, it's Ben Higgins. I Please don't know give. if they want me to like, interview Mark So you're actually Mark doing nothing. I you're giving nothing, nothing for giving. You would normally be at I work today admit, anyway. Woods is a much more generous person than I am. You wait, are wait. very generous. So you're... So you would already be at I'm work. doing a regular work day, yes. <laughs>
4: and that's your, it's much like regular your regular It's much like your take yesterday, by the way, of, of just staying at home for staycation. Yeah, it's much like that. Your Giving Tuesday is much like yeah, we just call it a staycation. We all just stay at home. Uh, by the way, ours did get booked. Oh, you did. your snow, your snow trip, snow day, Ooh. snow trip is happening. If you missed it yesterday, my wife and I got in a, a decent little tiff. I thought of a good bit idea, by the way. It's our argument of the day. Because there's one every day. Every day, there's one.
2: I need Hannah to call in. Well, We've got to hear both sides of the story. I, that's true. Day. I need to get her approval on it.
4: But I'm down for a Hannah and Woods argument of the day. Because there's at least one every day that's that's moronic on one of our parts.
2: But I'll bet so many of them we can all relate to if you're married.
4: But I wonder if I should bring this up or she's going to kill me. Hopefully she's not listening. Both. All right. <laughs> so last night. Yeah, why not both? So last night, um, Bo has a bike that he rides. He also has a new bike that's brand new that's a little bit too big. Right? Going to grow into that one. He'll grow into it. And and can do. he can ride it. He's just having a little problem with the handbrake. Okay. So – Last night, she hits me with, she's a real fan of like the, if she sees me like on my phone or like leaning somewhere, she's a big fan of the, if you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. He looks like he's enjoying himself. Let's give him a task. That's really her bit. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it is a huge, huge bit in my house. So she says to me, We need to get Bo a new bike. I go, What? And she says, He needs a new bike. This one's, it's, he's outgrown it. I go, Good thing for him, he's got a brand new bike st- hanging in the garage. It's brand new. He's ridden it one time. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm starting to see your side of right? the story. She says, "Well, what's her side?" She says, "It's too big for him." I go, "Yeah, he'll grow into it." And she said, "Well, can you take him to the bike shop to have them adjust it for him?" I go, "No, I'm not taking him to the bike shop." I go,
1: "I go." Bang. She's looking for a transition bike between bike yeah, one exactly. and a half. Just buy three
4: bikes for every kid. How about that? And I just go, I go, Hannah, I go, you know having a bike that's a little bit too big for you is actually kind of a rite of passage it is and i said you've got to let him fall a little bit like we have we as parents we got to let him fail we got to let him struggle a little bit like when the going gets tough buy me a brand new bike is not going to work under the regime of me and it may work under her regime it's not going to work under mine and i said him getting on that bike and falling down a couple times ultimately is a really good thing it's a good thing for him. So the answer to your question is, no, I'm not taking him to get adjusted at the shop. he'll figure it out. He needs to figure it out. So that was that was last night's argument of the day. Um, I feel like I won that one. but she did book for us. We are going to drum roll please if you have one handy, Polly Lake Arrowhead was the
1: choice made without my consent.
2: I think that's a solid choice. I got home. I've sh- never
1: been to Lake Arrowhead. Nor have I. Haven't I haven't been during the winter. I've been it's, up there during the summer. It's in the vicinity of Big Bear. A it little is. more to the west, I believe. The same kind of mountain range mm-hmm. there north of L.A. Yep. So we're doing that. And there's a hotel there, apparently. So
4: we're going to stay in a hotel at Lake Arrowhead and hopefully
1: drink lots of Arrowhead water ho- while you're up there.
4: Hopefully we'll see some snow. Imagine going all the way up there and... Being 75 degrees, which is you know, always a real possibility, I think. But uh, we are heading to Lake
1: Arroyo. Now, is it a ski resort, or is it just no a idea. hotel? <laughs> I thought it was a lake. On a lake. Well, so Big Bear <laughs> is also sure a lake. Big Bear is a lake as <laughs> well. Big Bear is also a lake. Yeah. The ski resorts, they even if there hasn't been snow, they make snow. So, they do. But if it's not a ski resort, there's no incentive for them to she make the me snow. She showed me the online pamphlet
4: for the place that we're staying. looks okay. Yeah, and there's a uh, not little,
1: too rustic for her. Not too
4: rustic for her. you. Walk to town, uh, which is a little bit cl- close by, and there's some shops and some food and some tubing available. And uh, oh, okay, and, yeah, not, you don't snow. buy tubing. I mean, like you can go yeah. tubing. <laughs> we're gonna buy some tubing while we're there. It's great. It's the best tubing we in the country. Home Depot. It's yeah. really great. It's a so My much home oxygen. Yeah,
1: yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> for my CPAP. It's um, just some tubes, you know, for the new bike that Bo's getting, some new tubes for the tires. Um, handbrakes. They need, handbrakes. They need some tubing. So we're going there, and I'm super excited about it, to go see the snow is what we're doing. Two-day trip. When Two is this again? Uh, the day we play the Wishbone Roll. Oh, the so 22nd right before, of right December. the holiday. Yeah, we're right. going to be back on Christmas Eve. Good luck with that. Thank you very much. All right, we'll get to our Rondell oh, report. Michael says there's a Jersey
1: Mike's there. We're good. I'm absolutely <laughs> set.
4: Thank <laughs> you, Michael.
1: <laughs> make, bring, bring Elsa. Taylor can make her do it in the snow. It'll really, He'll really enjoy seeing Taylor's that. Taylor's way. <laughs> <laughs> eat that sandwich. you missed that, that was Taylor's birthday request, Yes, yeah. to see My Elsa eat, a Jersey, eat Mike. a Jersey Mike's Very sandwich. specific desires <laughs> he has. Very, very specific Can you imagine desires. if she did it in the snow, though? Oh, man. that would really, it would really take it to the next level. It would be
4: over for him. All right,
1: Pauly's got some Rindle Report headlines to wrap things up. Final segment of Ben and Woods coming up next on San Diego's number one. Wait. Got to give away the Rolling Stones tickets. Yeah, we do. You got to know the name of the song we played in our Daily Ditty earlier today. If you know it, call now, 833 288 0973. 97 3 Paul, take a random caller, the first one with the correct answer. Going to get two tickets to the Rolling Stones in concert July 10th at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Tickets on sale now are Friday at 10 a.m. on Ticketmaster.com. We'll be back next on Ben Woods, 97-3 The Fan. The church of my
5: lover, is such a holy place to be. Make me baby.
1: Congratulations to Lucy, won the pair of Rolling Stones tickets. If it was not you, I see people mad in the chat. Polly never takes my phone call. Do you know how many people are trying to call (laughs) in? at once? I'm sorry. A lot. But the odds are not in your favor, but you can't win unless you try. And people do win. Lucy won today. We will have another pair of Rolling Stones tickets to give away tomorrow.
4: I get asked all the time, Pauly, what's the lag between the streamers and the radio and the app and there's the, a lag between all of them.
2: Yes. Unless you're in studio with us, there's going to be a delay. Uh, I will say the shortest delay is on YouTube. Okay. I think it's about ten seconds. Okay. Uh radio, it takes a little bit longer and then the app About three days actually it's for the, about for the three Odyssey to app four they set days. up to seventy two hours. Yeah. yeah. No. Enjoy about- our
4: enjoy our Mike Schilt interview Next, <laughs> if you are listening on the Odyssey app,
2: I think uh, I think the app is about forty-five seconds. People think so.
4: that Lucy potentially was Kim Higgins Ben's mom. Mm. It using like a pseudonym. Then I don't mm-hmm. have to buy them. Lucy definitely sounds like a made-up name, Alyssa. <laughs> so. I want
2: Ben to have to buy those. Oh yeah,
4: she can't. A she can't win. B we <laughs> want him to have to pony up for these. Thanks a lot, guys. I just spent three grand on my mom for Christmas. <laughs> She's worth it. Your mom's an angel. She is definitely She's worth definitely it. She's definitely worth it. There's no way I'm spending that. Make sure
2: though. you get some good seats, too. No, yeah, no none of works. these 500
4: Jeez. levels. It's so fi. Floor. Floor seats. I mean, look, how much longer are the Stones going to be around? Yeah, she crawled up into an air duct <laughs> to go see the Rolling Stones, to hear the Rolling Stones. It's the least you guys could do. Fair enough. All she does for
1: you. Yes, she does a lot. I will admit that. No doubt about that. Don't make this a competition of how much I love my mother. Well,
4: maybe not as we'll much as out. I love your mother, so <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to be doing some pricing myself.
1: Uh, let's see. Polly's got some headlines. The Rindle Report comes at you right after our last check of traffic Why are here. you giving me the throat slash On sign to stop talking? Three, the Fan. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tune into
5: the motherfucking greatest Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet.
2: We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story
5: that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Beats? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are
4: you ready to bless the moon? Dude, I need some help, please. <laughs> that was
5: good. Can I get a hooyah?
2: Oh, oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right, indeed. Gentlemen, we'll uh, start with a little show notes, a little promotion for tomorrow morning. Uh, we missed him yesterday. We originally scheduled Matt Strom to join us. Uh, I think we mentioned it yesterday on the show. He had some travel complications. Late Sunday night into Monday morning, we gave him yesterday off. He's going to join us tomorrow at six thirty-five.
4: Beautiful, can't he's wait. Got to get a, you know, he's got another season. year
1: on his deal with yeah. the, the Phillies, right? Yeah, so he, he knows will. where he's going. This I
4: think year. he loves it there, man. I think, I think so, too. he's a natural. He had some massive. I want. I'm going to ask him. Tomorrow. Did you think you would have be called upon in some of the massive situations that you were called upon uh, in the postseason? He was great. He was great. Had that huge, bait got out of that bases loaded jam. Remember that. Amazing,
2: yeah, it was yeah. so much fun, so to watch. cool to watch. Ultimately, really well. though,
1: uh, a step back disappointment, yeah, didn't even make it back to the World Series, even though in. they were heavy Jeez. favorites. I'm sure he's excited to come on. From now, on now.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Matt, he's a tier one. You know that, he know. is.
4: Yeah, <sighs> we got to get him a new shirt.
2: Now I don't really want to talk about this first story because it oh, was, it's so he's I, so I was excited, excited for Ben. I'm going to go ahead and sit back for Ben. All right. I'm going to
4: take a breather.
2: Last night oh. the uh, Lakers got thumped by the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Now LeBron James a very Mike up and down uh, a very up and down night for LeBron. He became the all time NBA leader in minutes played. He's played sixty six thousand. 319 minutes in his career, but it came in the worst loss, the most lopsided loss of his entire, what, 21-year, 20-year career. Uh, The Lakers lost 138-94. to
1: And that is actually after they cut the lead down (laughs) a little bit. It was brutal. I mean, the Sixers hit a bunch of threes in the first half and just, it was never a game. I don't know what to make of the Lakers. They have a winning record. They're way better off than they were at this point last year when they were dismal to start the season. But you don't really get the sense that they're a championship contender either at this point. Maybe by the end of the year, like last year, when they got to the Western Conference Finals, they will be. But uh, they play again tomorrow in Detroit. Those East Coast road trips can be kind of a pain. Jalen Hurts was at the game yesterday cheering for his 76ers. That's about all I have on the That's Lakers. That's all you this had? Morning. Oh
4: my god! I was waiting like to 10, kill ten minutes there.
1: I mean, <laughs> LeBron was a little testy after the game.
4: Why is that? Because they got well, beat by
1: fifty. I mean, he just said, you know, do, someone asked the old, "Hey, do you change? Do you need to make changes?" Yeah, a lot. But then everyone speculated, "What does that mean?" And LeBron said, "I don't know. Make a lot of changes. He needs new <laughs> teammates. They were not well. I liked his teammate better this year than I did last year. So no, I think they're still early." Yeah. Were 18 games in? 17 games in? 18 games in. Mm, fine. You know, there are unfair questions you can ask of players and coaches after the game, especially after a loss. Is that like, an unfair question? Like, Kevin O'Connell was asked, are you going to look at your quarterback situation yesterday after, you know, Josh Dobbs had such a bad performance? There's no right answer. If you say... No, we're still sticking with Dobbs 100%. Everyone goes... That's what Robert Sala did (laughs) Yeah, and everyone everyone kills him for it. But he's he's been terrible. You're not going to evaluate it. But the second O'Connell says, yeah, we're going to look at everything, now you have a quarterback controversy (laughs) on your hands. There's no right way to answer that question. They get you either way as a coach, and there's nothing you can do about it. Should you say Josh Dobbs is only playing because Kirk Cousins got hurt? So uh, everything's on the table. I mean, it's the same. LeBron after a forty-something point loss, do you need to make changes? No, we're fine. We're good. You're going to get killed if you say that. No, I think that's actually a better answer. But if you say, yeah, a lot, everyone's going to go. LeBron's unhappy. I mean, he's going to throw. Is he throwing his teammates under the bus? You know, he's just saying we just got killed. We better not do that again. Yeah, fair enough.
4: Yeah, it's not. It's a. It's kind of a. It's a bit of a trap question. It is yeah. a trap, trap question. question. Those are good to ask,
1: though. Oh, trap! I don't.
4: I'm not good at it. I, I need mean, to come up with are more they trap. Fair?
1: Are they? Are they? Why people hate the media a little bit? Yes. Do it's they pretty sell? Do though. they sell? Do they get you headlines? The clicks. Cl- the clicks bit. Yes.
4: Wish I made money on clicks.
1: We try not to ask too many trap questions. I would like to ask more. You want to ask more
4: yeah, trap questions? Sure.
2: <laughs> Practice with Adam later. I will. Actually,
1: I've got a bunch
4: for him. <laughs>
2: All right, that's it for sports. I uh, saw this the other day, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. We talked about how San Diego was named uh, the number one most expensive place to live in America. We did it. Number one. It's also uh, the worst city in America for parking.
4: There's no question. There's no question. So
2: we're just crushing it right I now. told my wife. I
4: might have told you guys this before. The spots here, while even sometimes plentiful. Sometimes you pull in and go, "Oh, there's plenty of parking." They're too narrow and it's standard. It's like somebody got together in 1920 and said, "Let's make this sp- spots narrow. We can get more in." I took her to Texas, home to meet the family for the first time, and I'll never forget it. Pulled into the Target had to grab some <laughs> stuff. She goes, "What in the world?" I what? She's <laughs> like, "These spots are like two of ours." And I go,
2: "Everyone's got oh, trucks.
4: I, and trucks and stuff." I go, yeah, they're spacious. You get out, you have no fear of banging into the guy next to you. None. Hmm. Here, it's a Nightmare. I mean, I drive an SUV,
1: and I'm like, yeah. everywhere <laughs> I go, they're just narrow. It's like motorcycle parking. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, in suburban Dallas, uh-huh. a lot that, more room. the square footage that the parking space occupies is is like 8 cents. In San Diego, you can build a $780,000 house on the size of a parking yeah, space. No so, doubt. yeah, you're going to want to try to cram as many as they you do. can impossible
2: into one of those lots.
4: They absolutely do too. So the uh,
2: I I it's just, it's a bad parking city in general. It's also one of the most expensive, like the average monthly cost uh, in San Diego if you need to park. Now, if you live in the oh, suburbs yeah. and you have an easy uh, commute and not a lot of traffic in your area, it's not a big concern. People that live downtown or travel, you got to pay for parking. And it starts at $200 a month here in even, San Diego. No-
4: oh, Manhattan no. is crazy. Why would you ever have a car in a major city
1: like People that? People do. They have they these. Do. They have these garages that are almost like vending machines yeah. now where they yeah. drive a the car in and it like automatically takes it up to the eighth level. And then you ask for your car and it brings it right down to the – it's crazy. It's a nightmare. And that's like $4,000 a month to yeah. park your car so there or
2: is a uh, car subscription service. They say that San Diego has the lowest parking score because there are limited amenities at the parking lots in the city, including charging stations for electric vehicles and wheelchair accessibility. They They rated everything on a 1 to 10 – and uh, San Diego, being the worst, didn't even get a 1. They got a point six six. on fire. Followed by Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth? At a 1.27. So That's still over double what San Diego's score was, which is about double.
4: I spent a little bit of time out in Fort Worth. I don't remember the spots being not plentiful. And you
1: do go places where, like in University Heights, where they've taken out parking spaces to add more bike lanes, <laughs> so you have less spaces. Yep. More room for bikers, which is great, but... A lot of us can't bike to work. I just can't. You could. You choose not to. Yeah. No, you could. You could. You absolutely you could, could do at it. Three in the morning. Twice a day. So, yeah. Three in the morning, get here, bike home, immediately turn around to go to Channel 10. But just don't say it's like I'm all sweaty possible. when I get there for TV. I'm Imagine not sure what I do.
4: Bike ride every day. And
1: then bike home at midnight and then get up at 3 a.m. again <laughs> to bike back here.
4: You, we would be so in shape.
2: That would be a ridiculous <laughs> I think show we'd punishment. Be dead.
4: <laughs> that would be the best. You have to bike to work. <laughs> I won't When's do it. National Bike to Work dead. We missed it. Thank God, we we'll get it next year. I couldn't. I. I mean, I guess technically I could do it, but the way that we would have to go. Would be very dangerous. I mean, you can't drive. You can't bike on the freeway here. right? I have no idea. Very, I don't even know how I get here. I wouldn't. E- I wouldn't either. But <laughs> very dangerous. Free. Very dangerous to do right. at four o'clock in the morning. Finally, I got a
2: uh, story I think we can all enjoy here. Woodsy sent this over to me. It is official. The sequel to Spinal Tap yes. Yes. will be arriving, uh, or it starts filming. February. Oh, it starts filming February. 2024. 2024. They better hurry. These guys are getting starts old. Dude. Filming.
1: This is the Christopher Guest oh. mockumentary S- sequel.
2: Rob Reiner is directing it, and he did an interview recently mentioned that he like, teased some of the cameos. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's in it. Elton John. It. Oh, it's going to be Garth so Brooks, good. Garth Brooks and a few other surprises. It's going to be like I'm not a big fan of
4: sequels, but this is so far down the road. It'll be this is more of a it's it was always a mockumentary, right? So you just do it in the same style and where is this band, you know, where's Spinal Tap 40 something years later?
2: Yeah, March Epic. 2nd, 1984 was when the original came out, so oh coming up God. they're going to start production 40 just years. before the 40 year anniversary. It's just the
1: most brilliant movie. If
4: you haven't Can seen I, it, yeah. do it.
2: Can
1: I make a confession? You've never seen it. No, I have seen it. I love it. It's You've fantastic. It. But I had heard people talking about it for a couple of years. Sure. And I thought it was a real band. Final uh, tap. Yes. I thought a documentary was, on a real band I called... Thought, that's what they wanted I thought it to was think. a real band. And then I finally saw the movie and realized, oh... Oh, this is funny. This is a this is a comedy. I didn't get it. I, it was a mockumentary, yes. and I thought there was like some heavy metal band out there called Spinal Tap, and uh, I thought that for a couple of years at least before finally understanding the truth. It's a fine line
4: between clever and stupid, isn't it? <laughs> How could you get it m- m- less black? It's so brilliant that movie, uh, and I can't wait for this. Christopher Guest, those guys are. So- Harry Shearer, Michael McHale, they got them all back. Okay, best, yeah. And now McCartney, Garth Brooks, Elton John, whatever his role will be, will slay uh, in it. It was so so funny. They had um, who's the guy? Martin Mull was brilliant in it. I mean, it's just it's full of it's going to be full of stars, and I I don't think it will disappoint at all. Somebody called us a bunch of olds in the chat. Just go watch it then. (laughs) Go watch it. Sorry, it's not the Britney Spears movie. All right, you'll like this better. (laughs) Okay, so sorry, it's not the Eras Tour.
1: I will, I'll vouch on this one. It's It's brilliant. I think, I think this is Spinal Tap works still today. No question, and would be enjoyable for any generation, age group that's watching.
4: Yeah, it's not a Machine Gun Kelly documentary. (laughs) Okay, this is a mockumentary. It's got some comedy in there. Jeter hasn't seen it. Go see it. It's so good. Spinal Tap is beyond brilliant. Just it's just a play on how
1: weird rock and roll got at the time. You'll Um, actually you'll. You'll recognize so many of the jokes because it created such the yeah, the, the genre to 11, of making fun yeah. of rock and roll stars. Mud but. Mud will drop like seven eight Spinal Taps <laughs> in a year easily easily on easily. the Padres, broadcast. On the Padres yeah.
4: broadcast. Oh, it's so brilliant, crazy good!
1: All right, we are um, we're it. done. We have reached the conclusion of today's festivities, uh, what time Matty Strom's going to be? 6.35 Early. Yeah. All right, so early check-in with our friend Tier 1 Matt Strom. If you're a YouTube uh, subscriber, gold, right, You yep. can.
4: Uh, we're doing a live stream tonight at 6.30, so we'll see you on that. Ben will be uh, showing That's everyone it. his frozen
1: penis. We'll <laughs> be tubing, just like tubing. Woods is going to be doing at Lake Arrowhead. Weeks. Yeah, Lots weeks. of tubing going on mm-hmm. on the Ben and Woods program. This of the U variety tonight for our uh, member stream. Members only tonight oh. wear your members only jackets
4: our boy said uh our boy sex luger said he sent us a route ben
1: oh to get from Encinitas yeah. to the in two radio hours station? two hours and ten minutes <laughs> of bike riding, of bike riding. i have frozen my penis yep there you go <laughs> i was earlier today on a news story and don't do this What's all it? right that's it? it uh Braden coach standing by we are done for executive producer and imaging director paul Rindle for steven woods and his lookalike in dallas i'm ben higgins Have a great rest of your Tuesday from all
0: of us at The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Trek all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world.